Oh yeah, it's fine once I get archers. Yeah. <laughs> when I can shoot, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. Let me just switch camera around a bit. There we go. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by the Owen Jackson for the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. Bush. Big high five. Loved it. Yeah, pal. Uh, <laughs> Owen, welcome to the show. Really lovely to see you. How are you this fine day? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm brought to you in conjunction with uh, blinding North London sunshine today. So apologies Whoa. to all the viewers. But uh, yeah, they're my new sponsor. Um, they always fucking crop up about midday on a Monday, just when uh, I'm about to talk to you all about Warhammer for a bit. And uh, it's really annoying. So uh, yeah, but aside from that, I'm I'm very well. I've good. Been uh, writing I would like lists, everyone to get their painting. Owen fans. I want everyone to get yeah. their Owen fans in the chat. I've seen that already. No, I want to hear about. I want to hear about your day. I want to thank Professor Mort for resubscribing. You're brilliant, and all the Twitch chat for being here. But carry on. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Oh, hold on a second. I need to. Uh, I need to say that it's my 30 month sub. So yeah, big shout out to Owen Jackson in the chat there with his 30 month <laughs> sub. <laughs> wow, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Oh, damn it. I haven't even said it. There we go. There we go. Send. Send. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm all right, I think. Uh, I'm, I've am i been doing a few bits of... of, 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 of been looking at the hobby in the whole. So I've been writing some lists. I've written some really substandard Caradron Overlords lists that don't have any boats in. Uh, I've written some Slanesh lists. Uh, Legion of Chaos Ascendant Slanesh impact hit lists, which was a waste of time. Um, and uh, I sold an army, and I've done some painting. Yeah, wow, so, that's uh, a lot. What army did you sell? I sold my daughters of Cain army. Um, wow, because, big stonks. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never played it. I played it once, um, and yeah, I'm not really in love with it. And somebody really wanted the daughters of Cain army, and I thought, okay, yeah, you get that on the table. Better on the table than in a box in my nerd room, eh? So, yeah, um, and yeah. I'll, there's a what's the word there's a cathartic element to um selling stuff because there's always a lot of pressure on you to paint your stuff and build your stuff and don't buy any more and all that jazz so it's nice to clear some room out and yeah make room for some more so um that's me yeah also i've been helping out darren with his uh his battle tome uh the the nomad feast masters i don't it's know got if that's front cover now yeah yeah exactly that that's like the little playtest pamphlet so i'm just working so hard to try and get him a pamphlet ready which just has like allegiance abilities uh traits artifacts mount traits spells and all the war scrolls so everyone can have a, a play around with it but um yeah i think i've talked enough rob how the devil are you sir oh i I mean, to be honest, you could talk all day and I'd listen. I'd literally just sit here as you, you're like, hey, Rob, I'm going to start telling you about disco tracks I'd like. I'd be like, let me just pull up a chair because I'm ready to be here for eight to nine hours and I'm super okay <laughs> with it. Yeah. Owen Jackson, everyone. Love having him here. Uh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. I did two shows yesterday, uh, obviously. So that was super fun. Me and Scribs just had a chat. It was nice. Uh, big deep dive into some 40k WTC stuff. Had Piotr on, uh, who is such a good pairings guy for the Polish for 40k that they hired him one time so that he wouldn't go and work for anyone else. Yeah, just to do pairings. So fascinating, like, if you guys want to go back and listen to team format, obviously something I'm mega interested in. I know you're mega interested in it as well. Really enjoyed listening to that last night. So generally, pretty good. Had a tooth cut out of my skull, but I'm feeling good. Uh, and ultimately, one of my favorite shows of the week doing today. Uh, very excited. Tonight, we're doing a show on ogres. 
Uh, so we're going to do the kind of like consistent units that you see from an ogre army and deep dive in it, which will be super fun to talk about. And I think Dan's back. So yeah, like man, I like. And other than that, oh, painted some Necron, no, printed some Necron terrain. So got started on that. So. And then lots of painting to do. You seem to think I will mm. not finish my boards uh, in time, but how dare you, sir? I am going to smash this project. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, and then obviously we've got Sunday to look forward to. Uh, so it's the birthday week. Congratulations, Twitch chat. Uh, thank you for being here. We have got, I know, uh, we have got, we, this, is our, this is our birthday week. This is our first year birthday. So we get to celebrate all week. So it's going to be super fun. Sunday, Saturday, big reveal day. Sunday, mm -hmm. big birthday party. Weekend of Warhammer. Let's go. Weekend and of Warhammer. Wow. So does our Monday mean, oh, we could have the hangover special stat center, like the post party. We're all just like, oh, <laughs> you, oh you, man. You're being a dressing gown <laughs> with a chip butty. Just I'm like the insane amount of full fat Coke everywhere. Just like, ah, okay. <laughs> I think I've got go. enough energy. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay cool right i'm in uh, uh right sweet. so yeah but today so i'm great thanks for asking really love seeing everyone in the chat thanks for being here big love to you i see you're all uh like in the chat i've missed anything you've said recently so uh big love because i mainly was staring at owen <laughs> uh, but today we've got two two weekend two tournaments to talk about from this weekend both happening in australia which is really exciting so this is fun mm -hmm. there's almost too much information owen almost too much information mm. to take the information in, uh, is what I'd say. Thanks to Stu for subscribing and HMS Banksy. Oh, that's lovely. Good start to the day. Uh, that's all lovely of you. Thanks for subscribing. Owen, you did that as well. That's lovely of you. <laughs> right, all right. So uh, the two events that happened this weekend was the Vic GT and the SAGT. Um, uh, we're going to go through these in order. There's also some other stuff to talk about. Uh, ongoing tournaments like the Butchers uh, and some other stuff. So lo loads of stuff to break down. Uh, should we start with the Vic GT, Owen? Is that what you fancy, or? Uh, I don't mind. Yeah, why not? It's it's top of the shop there, isn't it? It's it's yeah, yeah. At the top of our of our of our notes. So yeah, we can do that. Um, <clears throat> I think one thing that was interesting just to note as an overall, because uh, well, two things actually. Um, wasn't wasn't it Australia Day? Is that what it was this weekend? Is that why there were so many big tournaments, or am I getting that wrong? No, Australia Day is earlier, way earlier in the year. Well, uh, okay. is it? No, because what we're in March. Yeah, it's like February time. Uh, January uh, okay. February time. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think he is. I no think I'm said, wrong. Because uh, I'm not in. I'm in a few WhatsApp traps with uh, Australians, and not one of them has said "Happy Australia Day, cunt." So uh, like, there we go. Send so, uh, gaming. Maybe I'm just having a little. There's a glitch in the matrix. Okay, well, forget about that then. So, but basically, there were um, there were there seemed to be quite a few similarities between the two different events, just in terms of like the mission pack. Um, and the the actual missions that were chosen and the rounds and things of that nature. So I just thought we should put a pin in that um, okay. in terms of, yeah, no auxiliary objectives across either event, Rob. Um, just and just straight up, no minors, just straight up win, lose, draw. Um, and another thing, I mean, maybe because pe people do consider it to be one of the better missions and it always crops up, but no scorched earth in either tournament, Rob, which... Um, you know, I'm disappointed in that. It's my favorite battle plan. I think it's the best one. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, like I can, I can, I don't even see why because I think actually it splits the field really nice. I think it like really promotes different styles of play. I think it's mm -hmm. like a, a genuinely good, uh, like a knife to the heart. I, I know was at the Vic GT, which I think is uh, just a brilliant objective. Uh, shifting objectives actually, I've changed my mind 
on uh, shifting objectives. I, I used to not be into it, but like I think it's much better now, actually. Um, uh, but it's still uh, like random. Uh, hate, hate the blade's edge. Hate it forever and ever. <laughs> like I think that that's a super polarizingly bad mission. Uh, but mm. like, yeah, like no secondaries. Maybe that's a consistent theme. I think ultimately it doesn't really matter. Age of Sigmar three around the corner. Like I don't think the the trend, if it is a set trend, is going to really mm. matter come whatever the new edition is. Because I'm pretty certain whatever the new edition sort of like gameplay wise is going to be, we'll see baked in secondaries like we see in 40k. And very much like the auxiliaries have been a thing that they've been slowly pushing over time with the GHBs anyway. So more than likely they're going to be hard coded into whatever scoring system we end up with. So, like, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, like, at, 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 the, at this point, everyone wants to just get out and roll their dice. So I kind of think that that's a big vibe this weekend as well for the Australians, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it makes the TO's life a little bit easier. There's less less granularity to it. I think that the strength of schedule ended up being the, the thing that split up, uh, you know, people on the same amount of points. Um, and another thing, Rob, this is a little bit of TTS. I don't know if it is, but I, I get the sense it's a little bit of TTS bleeding into um, real life, which is th uh, three hour rounds at the Vic GT. How do you feel about that? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's a... It's an interesting conversation, right? I think if your weekend, like, so when I first did the, 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 the timing for the Super Series, one of my suggestions was I was like, just three hour rounds, an hour break in between. Everyone was like, that'll be a super long day. And I was like, what does it really matter, like, whether you finish at 7.30 or, like, 9? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? You can still go get dinner, have a sleep, or, like, go out for some beers, whatever you want to do. So, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like you could, you can just go three hour, hour. I think there's only some people who are being fairly precious and they're like, well, I want to be gone at like 4.30 on a Sunday. And I get it, and I get it, but I sometimes feel like you're pandering to a like a lot, like a more vocal crowd. And a lot of other people will be like, cool, just give me an hour break and give me a longer round so I can be a bit more chill. And I personally think I'm there for it. I think that's better. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of games that, are like, I, I don't think the game mechanically has anything that's changed that needs it to be longer rounds. I just think longer rounds are fine. Like, I would rather be able to, I would rather be given in a 15 minutes so I could have a more relaxed game with my opponent than feel like we're, the game is forcing us to rush, basically, mm. as long as everyone finishes five rounds. I would like three hour rounds, but then I'd be like, you didn't finish your game, zero points, and here's a bucket of cold water, yeah, and some flour. Shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> <And a> bell. <laughs> shame. <laughs> Um, a couple of people in the chat saying three-hour rounds have been used in odds for a while, and Marcus saying three-hour rounds in the last tournament here in France. So, yeah, um, I, I would prefer – I like a three-hour round if it means that your opponent spends 15 minutes properly explaining their army at the start um, because yeah. sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're motivated to get, get the game going quickly and then you get gotchered on round four – you know, in the fourth battle round or something with something. And I think the game – I don't know. Is the game more complicated than it, than it has been historically? I mean, then historically, yes. Like, like obviously, it's, it's the most complicated it has ever been. But do I think it's complicated enough that you can finish the game? Not at all. Like, mm. like we don't have the level of um, – we don't have the level of like turn by turn micromanagement that you see in 40k as an example. Like you're you're checking your primaries, you're checking your secondaries, you're like collating points. There's a lot going on there. So maybe like it will be, and maybe it'll get even more complicated. I don't know. I personally think three hour rounds is a good decision. Like I, I I'm for it. I think I'm pro it. Have you got like a yes no answer to it? Do you think? Uh, yes. If we're going binary, then yes. Uh, okay. I, 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, yes, Vic GT, the headline. If this was a newspaper, we'd be holding the headline. And it's uh, it's uh, Lachlan McQuinn uh, wins Seraph, uh, wins the uh, Victorian GT with the fangs of Sotek list and the only player to go 5-0. That's your headline. Um, it's a good headline. It's a good headline. Mainly because of who won it. Like mm. so, uh, did you did you have you heard any information about Lachlan at the minute? Because I got some stuff on this yesterday. Uh, I know that like he's a big he's big friends with Pask, and I believe that it's like a one year anniversary between playing his first tournament and playing this tournament, um, and it, uh, yeah, getting the win. So it is, it is, and he also sounds like, and uh, I also uh, I was I was stalking him a bit just this morning. Uh, with his he went uh, a year ago with Gitz went four one versus pre nerf Sanesh. Which is wow. like, yeah. So like, we should have known then that if you mm-hmm. give this dangerous individual an actual army to play with, uh, he'll end up smashing face. Chris Eby in the chat says his club ain't a mind. He's a legend. Faces and bases. Thanks for resubscribing. Um, uh, <laughs> so I actually think like amazing result for him uh, because obviously like like and also really nice to see someone new like because I t- I talked to I did the list review show on. Um, Friday, a deadly field of armies, at least. Like, mm-hmm. just a horrifying amount of, like, Zinch, Daughters of Cain, Seraphon, even Fire Slayers. It was like, it was a tough field. It was a tough field. And uh, so, yeah, like, really impressed. Really impressed with the win. But it's also with a very, very strong army. But, like, I mean, Lackland's got to be over the moon. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 can, I want to be a bit conscious of, of, you know, I know that there's been some comments on some of the YouTube uh, videos and stuff, just people get feeling like their army's getting shit on or I don't know, it's easy mode or whatever. But you still have to, you know, even if it's a really good list and really good army, you can still, there are a lot of people taking good armies this weekend across the two tournaments, going one and four with the top tier army, you know, going two and three with what 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 a lot of people consider to be broken. Um, so, you know, getting the 5-0, um, you know, across, I, I've got a list here of what he's beaten. Um, yep. So he beat Nighthorn with triple black coach on shifting objectives. He beat. <laughs> All right. So, okay. so game one was a pass. Okay. <laughs> Problem. Uh, then, he, then he beat uh, Flesh Eater Courts on forcing the hand, which again okay. is probably favourable. It's a good matchup for Seraphon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he played into Arthur Vulgaris, who's a very good OBR player uh, with the Mortis Praetorians list uh, on Knife to the Heart. Um, so he was able to, you know, get a major win on Knife to the Heart against uh, Mortis. I know he's got a block of 40, uh, you know, um, uh, Mortec Guard in that list, uh, a couple of catapults. So, you know, then he beat a change host in round four, uh, Eternal Conflagration. And then he beat Dave Kerr uh, with his Knights of the Empty Throne. So, you know. Maybe in the early rounds he had a couple of good matchups, but you know OBR Zinch and the and the Plague Touch Slaves to Darkness. Those are sort of three pretty pretty good, you know, four one lists or, or five and zero oh lists that you'd expect. Yeah. Um, and, and and Dave's a solid player, and he's also playing into a meta with an army he understands and knows. So it's not like hmm. Seraphon was his first out in ultimately. Uh, so yeah, like Lackland's like Lackland's gone through a smasher. Like mm. has, has done a great job, and like Stephen saying in the chat, the second best lizards at the event went three and two. Um, uh, so lots, to, lots to unpack about uh, that information. I would say also like just put a pin in like this is a weekend's worth of results. Like I don't want to be like that guy, but you can make the data really like generate information for yourself. Like if you pick arbitrary numbers, like I don't know, 
like if you look at the top 20 results like 14 percent would like 83 percent were destruction so they're the best like why are you picking from the top 20 like sometimes you're picking the numbers to produce the story that you want is a good mm-hmm. conversation to have um but ultimately i called it on friday i was like seraphon are taking it out it didn't matter who uh but it's nice that lackland did it like so a big congratulations because it's nice seeing someone new with that level of passion and then it being rewarded i think that's excellent so super lovely and also some like tough matchups like yeah yeah and the list had his own little flavor um he's got a i mean if i give you the list now so we're talking fangs of sotek croak astrolith bearer star priest skink priest nothing different there um but then he's got a cheeky celestant prime in there um and then 40 skinks 10 skinks 10 skinks three salamanders 10 camos bailwind baron geminids so apart from the prime uh, which you might see replaced perhaps with some more sallies or bump up those units of skinks. Um, it's pretty, you know, that's very solid. I do like the prime. I think that there are better choices in the actual book, though, uh, to, to stack buffs on and stuff. But the prime, even if it's a threat, like a, a drop-down threat, you see pr- the prime in Dracothian's Tale more than you do in Fangs. Um, but he's that extra bit. But also, he can be quite good to just use as like a sort of missile battery with his shooting attack because it's some more D three mortal wounds in an AOE, isn't it? And when you he, when you, yeah, yeah, tie, yeah, he, tie he buddies up, yeah, he buddies up with Croak so incredibly well, like so incredibly well, just because of just because of Comet's call, not even because of Deliverance. So just the the, the mortal wound bunker. Thanks, Chuck a buddy for resubscribing uh, for forty months, you little babe. Uh, so yeah, the Prime forty months sounds like a long time. Not gonna lie. It's like I was like, wow, we've been live that long. That's mental. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the prime in the comics call. If you guys don't know, comics call obviously is the global mortal wound spell you can get uh, either on a slant or on croak. Uh, so then being able to do that plus the mortal wounds from the prime, which is at twenty four inches, right? So that's pretty significant. You can just pop mm-hmm. characters out pretty easy uh, and reduce um, the the units and and how effective they are. I feel like that would have played super well into Zinch, and I think that would have played super super well into. Um, Knights of the Empty Throne as well, taking out the support characters and, and, and shutting them down. I think that's quite that's quite interesting. And also the Prime slaps if he wants to. He can go he can go away and probably definitely kill most of a really solid unit, like in the right sit in the right mm-hmm. situation. So I think I think it's, I think I can totally see the inclusion. I can see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, like you know, so, you know, Seraphon. You saw it with Darren at the Super Series. He he's an excellent player, Darren Watson, obviously, but he played a, a Fangs list uh, and he had Gotrek in there. So um, it's almost as if uh, you know you can create these Seraphon lists at fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred, seventeen hundred points, and then just sprinkle in a little bit extra, just 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 flavor to taste. Just whatever you want. Just whatever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, big congratulations, um, big congratulations yeah. to Lachlan on that one. Uh, and then, so in my opinion, having done this now for three years, uh, the best way to look at everything after this is not what is the top five, because you can really like duke the stats in that situation, not what is the top 10 or like what's the top 14 or something weird. You next just look at the 4-1 bracket. I think that gives you the best example. You go 5-0 bracket, which we've just discussed. Only Lachlan did that. And then you go 4-1 bracket. That's the mm-hmm. right way to look at it. Everything else. I personally think you're trying to manipulate the numbers. Like so, four one, uh, and then in the four one bracket, we had like we had an we had a had an interesting four one. Owen, interesting four one yeah. bracket. I think um, 
yeah, yeah, there's a, it's quite a big bracket. You know, I suppose it is 70 players here. Uh, but um, yeah, so we had, I mean, I did a few little notes, just kind of the, the way in which the missions were set up. So shifting objectives, forcing the hand, knife to the heart, total conquest and battle for the pass are our missions. Um, I do think that the kind of things that would do well in that are, there's a general theme. Um, so if I, if I, I'll tell you what, I won't, go through every single thing but i'll just give you the the snapshot for the for the for the for the sort of types of armies that we've got mm -hmm. so in the top all the four ones we have two uh teleporty calibron list daughters of cain list you know the corey's gambit it's the last and they're still and they're still they're still the old dok book which yes. by the way i saw some criticism in the chat is a hundred percent the right decision you wait mm -hmm. until the new faq even if the old book was broken as hell you wait till the faq and that's when you put the new book in Great decision by the VGT yep. organizers. Really pro that. I'll support them. Anyone who's like, oh, I can't believe they're still running it. I'm against you and I'm for the VGT guys. Great decision. Mm. Like having that in. So that, that's still the old DOK book doing the teleport and the Corey's Gambit, which we talked about loads, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, um, Corey going out on a high there. Um, as, an, as a side note, the... It was the re so Corey came second and Michael Clark came third, both with these daughters of Cain Calibron lists, and they drew each other on Knife to the Heart, which gave them the one draw that 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 that, that denied their five zero. So with a slightly different draw, you could have you could have very much seen these daughters of Cain lists both go five zero. Um, so a little a little note on that. Um, another list that's a similar archetype in terms of high mobility teleports, shooting output. Um, is 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 Alexander Kron there in tenth with a four one with the KO Zilfin. Um, so yeah, Can Kron as he's known. Um, uh, so Marcus Rock just saying there, who did Corey lose to? Corey didn't lose. Corey and Michael Clark played out a Daughters of Cain Calibron teleporty mirror on Knife to the Heart, which have been a really interesting uh, mission. So so yeah, th that's one archetype that, that did well. You know, a high mobility shooting output. Um, teleports um, and and yeah, the uh, Alexander Cron he lost to Michael Clark in round five, so um, that was the Daughters of Cain Calibron beat the KO on Battle for the Pass, which kind of checks out because the Daughters do have more bodies on the board. Um, outside of that, then there are quite a lot of very fast, um, very high output combat armies. So Joel Graham fourth with a big war that was actually very bone splitters heavy. He had a he had one mega boss and more crusher, but then he had a rogue idol and, and lots of lads. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hooper in fifth with a four one with big war. That was a classic sort of uh, iron fist, iron jaws heavy. Mm -hmm. um, he he came unstuck against Dave Kerr's Knights of the Empty Throne. That was his one loss. Um, and then, yeah, more of these fast output armies. So we've got an Ogre Moor tribes, a boulder head army. Um, that's a tall bad. Have you ever heard of the tall bad? Rob? <laughs> no, a tall, just... not a yule bad. What the hell? Not a yule bad. Not a not a jaw bad or whatever. But a, yeah, this is a boulder head tall bad list. Um, his only loss was against Cron's um, KO um, in the second round. So he lost with this on forcing the hand, which kind of checks out because the missions, the the, the uh, objectives are quite far apart. So it takes a while to get on them. Um, but yeah, that tour battle list with triple Thunder Tusk Beast Riders, like this, the, this feels this this feel this feels like uh, this feels like a bit of a um, uh, oh God um, the Iron, Iron Gutsman situation. I feel like mm. that's what we're we're dealing with here. Like, what the hell? 
is what yeah. I'm going to say. Um, so a standout list. Triple Thunder Tusk is, is mental. Amazing. Like, absolutely incredible that it went 4-1. Uh, because as I understand it, they're hot trash. Like, the Ogre, Ogre players pretty much feel that. So I don't know how that's happened. <laughs> is the answer. Yeah. I can I can tell you what the list is. It's mad. It's a Frost Lord on a Stonehorn, Brand of the Sfard, Metal Cruncher. This is in bold ahead. Uh, he's then got a Husk on Thunder Tusk, Shard, so he's got an auto unbind and the Hailstorm. A unit, a single unit of four Mournfang pack. Yeah, and then three Thunder Tusk Boost So he's basically got four Thunder Tusks, a Frost Lord on Stonehorn, and a Mournfang pack. Um yeah, eighty-five wounds of uh, of pure blizzard energy, right? Okay. Right, yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's fine, I guess. <laughs> so, Bev, Bev and Bond, hero. Um, yeah, hero, then, absolutely hero. Like, who Like who the fuck, Bevan does it, like, probably deserves a round of applause. Probably the, like, that's incredibly impressive. Well done, Bevan. Um, uh, another more tribes in ninth was Stephen Bynek, which is uh, a bit more of a classic boulder head Yulbad. Um, he came unstuck against Dave Kerr. Um, for his single loss. So Dave Kerr inflicted quite a lot of the single losses on these four ones. Um, so he was obviously rocking around the top tables all weekend. Um, and then uh, Anthony Magro, the AOS coach, with the final sort of destruction smash list. Um, this was a uh, Sons of Bayamat Breaker tribe, which takers seem seem to be the... Uh, the flavour, but I think breakers because of the output, they're a bit must be a bit more fun to play. Um, I know that Gemma Shepherd uh, at the SAGT did well with a breaker tribe. Well, like uh, so, if we like, if we like, put the cards on the table, like so, three sons of Bahama armies played over the weekend, and they all went four one. Um, is the is the kind of like the big standout story? Uh, I mm-hmm. guess you would say here. Um, I would say like I, there, I think there's like a, a pin in that in some ways. Because I think, like, I, I don't know if you played against Sons of Behemoth. I, I played against it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I played against my friend Colonel Cabbage. Uh, first time I played it, he just he turned one me. He was just like, mm-hmm. I move everything forward. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, and the next turn, I just I just stopped that, and then it was game over. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like there's going to be a learning curve. I said this mm-hmm. yesterday on the show. Learning curve playing against Sons, and then once you learn how to play it, it's going to be fairly easy to deal with that problem i'm gonna say uh i would say that i agree with you but whether they're easy to deal with knowing what something does and stopping it is two different things you might not have because they've got they have because they're a dps check right like that's what they are they're a dps check i feel like i feel like you have to have some weight but then that's true of the blight kings the fire slayers like Mm. they're the they're they're that they're that like can you deal with this amount of wounds this quickly sort of conversation and i think Mm. some armies can and some armies can't but if you can't you have stuff inside your list that's meant to try and hold it up i would say Mm. but we'll see yeah well that's a really interesting point rob that's an excellent segue because coach actually failed his dps check in round one so his single loss was against the 160 night haunt chain rasps nice so he rolled it so yeah, shifting objectives, and all his opponent did was put 160 battle line on all the objectives and went try and kill, try and kill that off. So um, yeah, they failed their own DPS check in that regard. Um, but but uh, again, um, uh, the the list wise, uh, it's settled on uh, three bigs, and then three littles in a single unit, and then you've just got four. You basically just got four hammers, haven't you? You've just got four things, and you just go and do something with those four things. Um, and, and, and the the battle plans in the in this as well. So like uh, obviously, um, total conquest is super super useful for because oh, you get bonus points for leaders that grab the objectives on total conquest, right? Like yep. that works really well for them. 
Um, and I don't think any of the others, I don't think forcing the hand or shifting objectives gives you anything extra for monsters or heroes. But shifting objectives is battle line, right? Um, uh, shifting objectives is battle line. So here's a unit of three, the, the units of three megas that are taken count as battle line. Um, but they're just, they're pretty fast. And the impact hits are, are, are pretty nasty. Like I do rate the output, but gate breakers seem to be the way to go, which if you put some minus one to hits onto gate breakers, then they aren't as good anymore. Um, uh, apologies to everyone in the chat. DPS check uh, stands. It's a it's a it's a war gate. At the, sorry, it's an MMO term. Stands for damage per second. Effectively, what we're talking about is can you? It probably should be damage per turn. DPT check. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not ever saying DPT again after this show. <laughs> I'm never in my life saying that again. But <laughs> what I'm effectively saying is, is can you like can you deliver X amount of damage in one place in a turn effectively to mm -hmm. remove something? Um, which is normally what the positioning game is about. Uh, like some units, some units can do that. Some units can't do that. Some armies can't do that. We've seen some armies that just don't have like raw output, uh, and they've got mm -hmm. more kind of like attrition style. Uh, DPT check sounds like something you need to do after a drunken one night stand. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Owen, you were saying about this. So that's yeah. So that's it. That's our four ones. Uh, two daughters of Cain, Calibron lists. Uh, two big wars. Two ogres. A slaves to darkness. Knights of the empty throne. Plague touched. A sons of Bayamat, and then a Ko Zilfin uh, with a with a vortex and, a, and an ironclad. Mm. Um, so yeah. that that was our that's our four ones, which, which is a really nice mix, isn't it? There. I mean, no Zinch up there, which is a real uh, you know no Ideneth, but I don't think there were any Ideneth at the event, were there? In general, what at this event have... there were six. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Well, yeah. I've obviously done my research, haven't I? Hold on a no, second. No, like That's it was a... crazy. It was like it was like six Zinch, six Eidner, three Fire Slayers, three Daughters of Cain. Uh, this is just off the top of my head, so some of these might be like a little bit. Well, there were six Osiarchs. Um, so actually, like destruction doing super well into this is like really impressive. Like mm. ultimately, um, like all of the destruction players, whatever it is, um, doing well into that event is genuinely quite impressive because it was like a super tough field. Um, mm. and, and honestly, as someone who does this all day, every day, I just don't, I don't see how that happens. So like, cool. You guys are really good, but Australia's a fucking matter anyway. That's how I'll put like, I put a pin in it and I'll be like, cool. Um, mm. I like, I think if you did that same event somewhere else, I don't think you end up with the same results, but then Australians are pretty belligerent. They'll be like, I'm going to fucking win with these things. What are you going to do, Rob? And I'm like, nothing. Just be impressed. And that's what I am. Impressed. <laughs> You're a bunch of geniuses. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking at it, top Zinch was uh, was an eternal conflagration on uh, with a three two, uh, and then there's loads of Ideneth on three twos. But but they all sit below some rather wonderful, uh, notable performances that I think we need to put a pin in. Rob, we concentrate on those top tables, and that's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. um, and and props to all the guys. I mean, there's some names there that often come up, you know, doing well at these Aussie events. So um, so props to all the guys on the four ones. But there's some really nice three. There's a three one one and then two three twos that I just wanted to to put a pin in. Just so if okay. if if people are if people are collecting these armies um, and thinking, oh, I'm going to get hammered when I go to a tournament, then no, because uh, this also Rob, two of them have mercenary mega gargants in. Just, just, nice. just for you, just for you. Um, both gate picks. So yeah, notable performances. We've got um, uh, in a seventy-man field. This is one for uh, for Nathan. Uh, we've got a thirteenth place. Gloom Spike Gits. Will Walters, the legend. Yes, Will Walters. What a legend. That's amazing. 
Yeah, we're yep. happy with that. 13th place, 3-1-1. So a draw, three wins and a loss. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll take that. Uh, it's a cool list as well. Uh, 120 gobos. So I think he had a, a block of 60 stabbers and then three twenties of shooters with uh, some of the supporting cast that's necessary um, to make all that tick. Um, and then a gatebreaker mega gargant in there. Um, Ooh, so, you know, maybe. I think that the gits outside of magic, which is obviously they're completely dominated by, I think they they do lack a hammer. Um, you know, obviously the Boingrot bounders in the jaws of Mork are a nice hammer and a mangler squigs is, but, but that gatebreaker mega gargant just yeah. to go in and, and pin stuff in. So yeah, he beats Seraphon. And also like, he's also tough to take down. Like a lot of their like hammer pieces, like loom boss mm-hmm. or mangler is like, he fucking dies to a fart. Like, so yeah. like, that's actually, that's actually a really good pick. Like, so you mm-hmm. block them up with a 60. The 60 are also a hammer as well, but, like, they're also an anvil. They do both. Mm-hmm. And then you could just, like, womp in with a gatebreaker. Love that. That's lovely. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, so great. Um, I've, I've got a question. Lee Bromley, yeah, this is the highest Merc giant list. Uh, so um, he beat Seraphon. He beat Corn Archeon. He beat Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, he had a draw against Caradron Overlords, and his only loss was against Lumineth. So he had no bunny run. You know, we're talking... Some really tough, tough matches. list, tough matches there. So yeah, Will Walters, take a bow, sir. Yes, you Will are Walters. representing the gits with a plum. We need some um, sort of like award that we give out for like yeah, like uh, achievements under duress or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll come up with a catchier name for next time. We keep, we're already making too many yeah. names on this show. Um, <laughs> that's great. What else have you got? Uh, in 14th place, so just one below, uh, we've got a, a gentleman called Philip Smith. Who took a living city list? What's better than one Durthu, Rob? Three? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Did Triple... he have three? Yeah, Fuck off! Three. <laughs> yeah. Triple Durthu in living city. Uh, no. he, went, he went three, two, and came 14th. Um, I'm not sure what was in the rest of the list. If I remember correctly, it's a battle mage, three Durthus, and then a load of other bits and bobs. He had 20 Sisters of the Watch, two units of 10. Some sequiturs with maces, some gyrocopters. It was a brilliant, hot mess of loveliness. But the main thing was that he had the Wardroth Horn, which is a great artifact in Living City. Wardroth Horn, once per battle, uh, plus one attack for all Sylvaneth in melee. So, um, you know, you can get those... Uh, get those get Spirit of Durthus on some big attack numbers. What, like yeah. the three plus D3 plus one? Uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be four, four each uh, at top profile. Um, and he'll be fighting first with one of them on the charge. So oh, wait, no D three because there's no because there's no forest is there in the living city yeah. list. You, yeah. you get a flat, you get a flat two uh, when you're near the forest. Um, but still, uh, brilliant, brilliant result. Well done, Philip. Uh, he beat Fire Slayers, Osiarch Bone Reapers, and Nighthorn, and he came unstuck against Ideneth and Iron Jaws. He beat Fire and then... Slayers. Holy yeah. fucking <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, Jordan Commons. Uh, 3-2 with the fucking triple black coach and a gatebreaker mega gargant what I hear you know what fucking god knows what god knows what's happened there like that's incredible Uh, like amazing I guess probably at some point everyone gives up let's go for that Uh, no Jordan brilliant work three black coaches Speckles will be super happy he's currently got three Uh, probably him Jordan and Speckles only people in the world who own three black coaches uh, so super happy about that. That's that's incredibly cool. Uh, what did he come? Sixteenth. He went. He won. So he's in the three bracket. Okay. Yeah. 
A three two. I mean, three two is incredible. I'd like to point this out. We like we don't talk about this enough. Is taking who I don't know who I was talking to yesterday. Someone they were talking about. They wanted to go from a two three to a three two. If like that's brilliant. Like two threes or three twos are an like you are doing really well. Like really mm-hmm. really well. Anything beyond that, like there is it. There's yeah. So like don't worry about it. Uh, so yeah, really impressive. That's great. Uh, well, yeah. and looked like a really good event as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, there's lots of really good um, hobby going on, and lots of loads of pictures. Obviously, Twitter was a a, a blaze. Um, but yeah, uh, I think also, Rob, we we there was a really good list that you liked the look of. Uh, I just wanted to check in on that, just just to follow up from the list review show. Yeah. Um, Nicole Corneef with her Nighthorn. Um, she went two yeah, and three, was, didn't she? I kept. Yeah. I, ch- I checked up. Yeah, two and three with that real nice MSU um, list. So, um, yeah, props to Nicole for, um, for for getting the two wins there. Yeah, and like you say, Rob, like, you know, we get a bit obsessed with five O's and, you know, what's winning at the top and all this stuff. But, you know, going to a tournament and picking up a couple of wins and having a great time, I mean, that's probably the heart and soul of tournament wargaming, really, isn't it? There's only a small proportion of gamey bastards who are, you know, really, really want to go there and win. Like, getting those two wins, getting those three wins, learning about your army. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I think so. also that there's something to be said, like, uh, looking at the result from Lackland at the top and then also talking about Nicole, uh, is taking those, like, those early kick drubbins or just like generally practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and get to the place where you know you can mix that list around like a night haunt list going two three is actually super impressive before you go any further like mm-hmm. like it, as soon as the night haunt list starts going three two i'd be like oh, wow this is a genuine conversation and if it ever went four one i'd be like gobsmacked so like and so nicole's done super well there as it has a ha, as has everyone ultimately because mm-hmm. the vic gt has kicked out some like very very interesting top like bracket results, those four one bracket being like very destruction dominated and even having a mega gargant list in there is genuinely weird. Like it is, because it was a like a, a thick field of very strong armies. So mm-hmm. fascinated um uh, to see more results like that in the future ultimately. Uh, like it'll 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 make me go back and reassess and reevaluate some of those matchups and how I think. Uh mm-hmm. but like I also think that there are some interesting results. So well like loads to learn. Yeah. Uh, okay sweet 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 cool event uh so then uh going over to the sagt uh which had 44 players um and that's where we're over again same thing as we talked about before owen no auxiliary objectives uh so just straight wins uh the top line was it the headline is uh gabriel dello winning with his slaves to darkness ravages list which was amazing list love this list mm-hmm. i think it's super great like really happy like really big fan of this um so i'm going to break down the list for you now let me a second to, to find it for you uh right so he had uh safe darkness so he had ravages right so ravages allows each one of your characters to have become a general basically and have a command trait um simple as that and he had it all in the pleasure bound uh sorry the rune bringer the rune bringer warband which was uh, every time you charge um, mm-hmm. uh, on a two plus, they take D three mortal wounds, right? That's what you get for being in a wound bringer. So just have that in your minds because I think that's actually really important. And then he's got a chaos sorcerer lord and manticore, chaos sorcerer lord and carcadrac, chaos lord, two chaos sorcerer lords. So like a full cast of characters with all the command traits, and each one of them can have a command trait. Uh, and he's gone for a bunch, which like 
some of them are just like they're there, but some of them are like super important. Like the Chaos Lord having um, flames of spite, so sixes to hit, doing an additional mortal wound is like whatever. But the Chaos Sorcerer Lord's got a cool one. It's got bolstered by hate, so you can spend a CP uh, on like uh, run basically um, uh, for free. So that's nice. Uh, the Chaos Sorcerer, the Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Manticore. Uh, was really like put together really nicely. So minus one to hit because of Master of Deception, and then also his aura that you get because you play Slaves to Darkness, you have a general buff, and then if you're within mm-hmm. range of a hero or the general, you end up with like a better buff. Although mm-hmm. this Sinesh list and everything's marked Sinesh by the way is hilarious. Basically everything can you, you could reroll charges in this list like three times. <laughs> like, like they're like commandability reroll charges. Sinesh reroll charges. Like uh, this aura reroll charges. Like I don't want to leave me alone. Um, so loads of loads of reroll charges available here. Uh, and then, uh, but his range on that aura has been pushed out to 18 inches, which I think is cool. The Karkadrak Lord, one of your favorites, Owen, it had yep. plate of perfect protection on it. Um, and then also had the command trait uh, Eternal Vendetta, which allowed you to re-roll wounds, uh, which is super nice. And the rest of the list is a unit of 10 Chaos Knights, two units of five Chaos Knights, and two units of five Chaos Marauder Horsemen. Now, I love the Chaos Marauder Horsemen, actually, in the Runebringer mm-hmm. because they've got Retreat and Charge. Mm-hmm. So, go in, charge, do your D3 Mortal Wounds. If you've got any Marauders left, move out. And then also, oh, sorry, you've got a War Shrine as well. And you've just got so many options in here. The reroll saves, I think, is super important on that block of 10 Knights because it's 30 Wounds, which mm-hmm. is super good. But there's also some super fun techie spells where there is... So, Chaos Marauder Lord, you've got um, Whispers of... Whispers, whispers of chaos. Whispers of chaos. Yeah, whispers of chaos. You roll a mod, a dice for each model in the unit. Any sixes cause a mortal wound. If you slay a model, it can't move until your next hero phase. Is bonkers good. I like mm-hmm. read it today. I was like, what the fuck? Like that is. I was like, is that real? Like, <laughs> that's such a good spell. Like so good, and I'm sure he used that super well as well. Um, and then he's also got like he's got like, he's got um, mask of darkness, obviously. So yeah, like ultimately, I love this list. I think it's like super fun. But there's so many ways you're playing it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I spoke to Sam uh, Morgan, who came second. He happened to play against Gabriel in kind of his path to victory, and said like he said like he just played brilliantly. He was just like he played super well. He played a really great game, and he like played. And you look at the list that went five and zero, and you think yeah, you're gonna have to play that list. That's got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, right? Mm. Um, I really liked it. Did you have any thoughts on the list? Um, other than I really liked it, um, my, in my mind when I looked at how it played, um, he's 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 got two fives with of knights, chaos knights with lances, and then he's got a ten with the ensorcelled weapons. Um, everything's really fast. I, I'm visualizing it pinning, and then you've I'm, I'm visualizing it as a sort of pin army, and then he's got five units of marauders that can just come on and basically auto charge and harass the backfield and he's got a lot of threats because it's quite it's relatively fast isn't it um oh yeah and, and yeah go on. and and he has that um consistency with the re-rolling of all the charges like he's going to be rolling a lot of dice to get the uh, you know to get those units in um it's got a lot of wounds the other um, thing, but, yeah. the other thing I forgot to mention, obviously, is each turn in the movement phase is going to be able to summon ten marauders. Now they're not summoned in 
So over the course of the game, that's 50 additional Marauders uh, from each one of the characters. Now, that's not going to... Uh, they're not going to be in the Runebringer so they're, because they're summoned from externally, so they won't mm. get those impact hits, those D3 mortal wounds. Uh, but they're just... I mean, 10 Marauders are 10 Marauders, right? Like, they, they're going to make the charge. <laughs> so, like, you're safe on that front. Uh, and then they can take out a bunch of stuff. So it means while you're dealing with those knights... Um, and even like the Manticore Lord and the Kark Lord. Kark Lords is kind of like a little monster, right? Like, he's good. Um, oh, yeah. And Marcus Slanesh means that sixes explode in melee. So, you know, something like a Kark Lord's got lots of profiles. The the horses, obviously, you've got the mounts and the riders' weaponry. So you've got more opportunities um, for, for, for getting those sixes. And the Kark Lord synergizes really nicely with the, with the knights because he's got a really good command ability that you spend in the hero phase. Uh, you get plus one to hit. And I think you get reroll charges from that as well. Um, <laughs> do if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. You do, uh, you do. Yeah. It's like there's so many reroll charges. It's, it's I was like, oh, is there? Because I looked at the room bring and I was like, is there more options for retreat and charge? Like, no, just more reroll charges and runs. Mm-hmm. But it means you're like very consistent in getting like an entirely combat army into where you want to put it. Um, and it means that he's got the CP to be able to bring on the Marauders because he's not spending it on rerolling charges and things of that nature. And then that ties in again with the uh, the artifact uh, that allows him to use forward to victory or, you know, reroll a charge, reroll a run or turn a run into a six. He gets to do that for free again. So he's freeing up all his CP uh, to continue. Because you imagine with those lists, when you get to turn three or turn four with the Ravagers list, it's like, shit, I really need to put reroll ones to save on my character. Otherwise, he's going to die and then I'm going to lose that objective. So I'm going to have to spend the CP there, which means I don't have the CP to then bring on the 10 Marauders that might take that objective on the opposite side of the board. It appears that with the way that he's built it with a battalion, etc., um, and all the rerolls, because all he wants to do is charge, blow things up and then hold things in place and kill them. So he's not having to use any CP to get that off because he's... Yeah, as we've said many times, he's re-rolling all his charges. That would be, I mean, there's loads of tech in there. Also, like, Binding Damnation, I didn't realize how good that is. Like, Mm. Binding Damnation is a 12-inch range spell. I think it's casting value 7. And it's, yeah, they fight, the the, the enemy unit fights at the end of the combat phase. That lasts till their next hero phase. Yeah. And you can't retreat. That unit can't retreat. Yeah, it's weird. So, that that plus another spell where you can't move a unit is mm. just horrific. Like so good, so good, mm. so much counterplay. Like you also have to be like really bold with those wizards to get them in range early. But I feel that's what the ten knights are for. They just I, I feel like the ten knights aren't a smash unit. I feel no. like that they were like a screen and they just ran all the characters up behind it or around it, and then then you would just bring the marauders on then you'd be like cool you're not moving now you're not fighting till the end let's retreat some stuff let's do some more impact hits let's do some more damage like i like honestly fascinating list like loads loads in there um and super fun yeah i loved it i think it's super cool and it's also mark sinesh so sinesh are brilliant now yeah 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 exactly yeah they're not as redundant as as, as the amount of redundant uh charge rolls he's got on his list <laughs> so many charge rolls but all he wanted to do was charge yeah <laughs> uh, um, right so uh talking about the 4-1 bracket um uh so sam morgan in uh in second place uh with his death there's mixed death and i'll talk about the list in a minute uh ocr bone reapers in uh, third they're still in the 4-1 bracket michael Crichton, amazing human being uh, with his seraphon in thunder lizards um, and then uh, Alex Morris with Sons of Behemoth, Breaker Tribe, Wayne Buck with Eidneth, 
uh, and then also Gemma. Uh, big shout out to Gemma Lover from the failed charge uh, with her Breaker Tribe Sons of Behemoth as well. So I guess the big takeaway there ultimately is no uh, no chaos in the 4-1 bracket. Um, the order that you expect to see in Seraphon, obviously, uh, and Eidneth. The Sons of Behemoth, completely unexpected in that 4-1 bracket. Uh, like, not expected to be there at all. So congratulations to both players in that matchup. And then, uh, then also, I mean, Sam, really... Uh, with that mixed death list is just wildness at the end of the day. Uh, again, going four and one, and he only lost to Gabriel. Really? Yeah. So oh, his um... only. Yeah, yeah. So that was his only loss. Uh, so he played, um, uh, and then he had to he had to uh, go up against uh, our boy Liam uh, with his DOK, new DOK, uh, mm -hmm. to get, end up in second place. So Sam's list is super interesting. It's a mixed death list. Now, I, I'll just talk about it quickly, and you guys can go back and listen to him talk about it on the show from previous weeks. Yeah, just go back to search Sam Morgan. It should be there. Um, so he's got three lots of ten zombies is his baseline, a necromancer, a vampire lord, a knight of trials on a serial steed, and also a guardian of souls of the nightmare lantern. And he's got that 20 hex wraiths, the five hex wraiths, and those 20 blade guys revenants, uh, and another unit of five in the Dolores Guard and then the Shroud Guard. And again, if you go back and listen to um, uh, Sam talk about it, he can just stack so many attacks on those Blade Guys, on those Hex Wraiths. He can do so much output. He can bring so much back. He can control the board so much. Um, and that's why that's why that list did so well. And again, only losing only losing to the winner. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Like for a list you would like a list out of nowhere, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and another list I would say which is pretty. You know, it, it's a faction you see a lot. And there are, there does seem to be a lot of Ossioch Bone Reapers uh, players in Australia, I must say. Um, but uh, somebody coming in with a list that you wouldn't see very often was uh, was Michael Wood. Um, I did have one of the players <laughs> in one of the groups I'm in message me and go, I have a newfound respect for Mortec Guard. So, yeah, uh, Michael Wood in third. Um, he took Catacross, Arcan, 100 Mortec Guard, 40-40-20. No battalions, no spell, no extra spells, no harvesters, no crawlers, just uh, just lads on the ground. Just, just. A, I mean, yeah, I think we do have to put. Uh, we have to make note of the pack um, when you think about the sort of lists that have done well. Um, I, I wouldn't say that Sam's list and Gabrielle's winning list uh, 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 tie into this, but. Um, things like a hundred Mortec Guard or the the two Sons of Bayamet lists, they will do well onto shifting objectives, Blades Edge, focal points, uh, total oh, conquest. Even you know, like focal points is almost an auto win, right? Like, yeah. Like if you have no monsters, you could score your two back in the middle, so you're sat on four. The Gargans don't even have to move, and they're like, "Cool, I'm on four too." Like, mm. <laughs> like so as soon as they take the center once like it's like game i mean not that many other lists don't include a monster or a behemoth inside them as well but like it, you're already I, I feel like focal points is um yeah is a significant advantage uh to sons of behemoth specifically right yeah definitely and that and then that does mean that it makes uh sam and 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 uh, gabriella's performances over the weekend you know really impressive because they don't have I mean, I, I doubt the Chaos Lord on Manticore is a Bayamoth, and I nope. doubt Sam hasn't got anything in his list which is which, which is a Bayamoth. So they're not necessarily getting any extra um, points just because of the way that the mission pack is. Um, so out, yeah, 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 exactly. Playing the hearts out, but yeah, prop, props to everyone there. And then there was uh, there's also Wayne Buck with a with a quite a classic. 
um, seven by three eel list. But he had two Leviadons in there and in Dom Haim, not in Fuethan, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love the double Leviadon now. Like, I don't, like, I'll get smashed off the table all day by a double Leviadon. Super okay mm. with me that that's good in the game. Looks cool. It's super, like, emotive. Like, these giant turtles, super into it. Like, I think, like, they're really, really good. It's kind of why I'm very surprised by the Vic GT result and that we haven't seen more. Uh, again, the Leviadons, like you were talking about, play super well into some of those the, those battle plans as well. Like, also add something to the Ideneth army, which they previously didn't have in competitive gaming. Well, sorry, in competitive matchups. So they've got these monsters now with the monster keyword. They can go grab extra points. They can do extra things. And I think that's actually... I think I think Leviadon stonks are like through the roof. Like, like buy them now, is what mm. I'd say, if you didn't already have them. I'm sure everyone who had an Ideneth army had one. They were just like, one day, my pretty. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, James, thank you for subscribing. Uh, big love to you. Um, some notable performances. You had one that you had picked out, Owen. Yeah, I think he knew that he was going to be playing the weekend on on an on, certainly on on hard mode. I mean, and this is Simon Hall coming in tenth, uh, a three two. Um, he had a couple of rough matchups, I believe. Um, but yeah, Simon Hall taking, you know, he is he is Mr. Cities of Sigma really at this stage of the Aussie meta. So um, yeah, grey water fastness with triple steam tank. Um, and yeah, he he got he got a three two out of that, a high three two, like top of the three twos in tenth place. Um, so yeah, triple. He had three, he had two steam tanks, one with a, and then a, a, a third with a commander. He had a lord ordinator, and then all the usual stuff you'd expect to see in a cities list. So uh, gyrocotta, hurricanum, uh, rune lord, thirty iron drakes, and laushon the soul seeker. Laushon popping up there. Um, so you know. Uh, moving forward those iron drakes um yeah bit bit different from the sort of soul screen bridge uh vibe but i just think yeah not many bodies not not huge amounts of mobility there so to to get um you know to to, to get three wins uh in quite a, a tough field was yeah props to simon so well done simon yeah big a big props to him i want to uh, shout out andrew shepherd uh only two wins but with sylvaneth i'll take that all day with his gnarl root yeah two wins lords of the clan forest folk like big fan of that like i think like that should be applauded because that's you're already walking in like you're like oh this is rough this is rough it's already sylvaneth and then just to come out to two three i think is super happy like i'd be happy with yeah. that i really would so i think he should be super happy with that as well so overall uh great weekend it looks like loads of fun games um and hopefully more and more to come in the future talking about uh, events that are ongoing now uh, is our Butcher's Tribe uh, TTS event, right, uh, organized by PASC. I mean, mm. you, 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 are you up to date with this? Yes, I am. I'm up to date with it because uh, we've been, uh, my team's oh. been knock, knocked out, unfortunately. Fiction. Oh, my God. I've just noticed. Yeah, we're gone. Um, I had possibly, not, not, no, no fault of my opponent, but I, I got bust into Zinch and I lost and I didn't have a turn, Rob. I didn't have a turn. No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to walk me through it because you can't. You can't say an incendiary sentence like that and leave <laughs> me hanging. So what happened? Um, Remind everyone of... what you're running first. Okay, so places of arcane power, right? Yep. So oh. ship, ship mission. Ship um, mission. Yeah. And I'm playing uh, Petrifex. So two, uh, forty Mortec, forty Mortec, ten Mortec, two Bone Shapers, a Liege, two Catapults. Quite simple. 
um, and I was facing off against. It wasn't Flamers Moon Tyranny. It was a. It's an amazing list, Rob. I'm going to send you the list. It's okay. it's amazing. If anybody wants to play Zinch and not play Change Host Flamers or not play Archeon, um, Archeon this was Host Arcanum with Kairos and a Lord of Change, um, cool. and a Change Caster and the Blue Scribes, along with ten Pinks, two Exalted Flamers and some blues and brims to fill out a change host. And then he had Bailwind, um, and he had Pendulum, and he had Portals. And the long of the short of it is, Rob, I spent like a day trying to practice my deployment to make it a balance between putting some threat onto the onto the objectives, but also not getting all my characters killed turn one. And I got my, calc- I got my calculations incorrect. And uh, Kairos Gift of Change after Bone Shaper, six mortal wounds. And then uh, the other, through stuff like inter- uh, Eternal Gateway, through a portal, did seven mortal wounds to the liege. And oh. that's at 45-inch range. He could change his teleport, the, the, the change caster, then 3d6 the roll Spell. to get. Yeah, and like the options were just like galaxy brain time. Like he had 45-inch threat range on, um, on Gift of Change turn one. Which is pretty horrible, because right? you got and all, the... and all he has to do is take out your characters and to win the game. Yeah, and 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 I probably didn't play as well as I should have done. Um, and then unfortunately, um, yeah, Matt Goldsborough, um, he he we we <laughs> we played uh, hours each change host. This is four, so I can't complain because we had a similar list. We had forty pinks in host duplicitous with a Lord of Change, um, and yeah, we we were unfortunate. We took Volturnus down to two wounds on turn one. You know, he's nice. Got three up spell mirror we did um we did internal gateway or infernal gateway through the portal and did uh seven mortal wounds to him and he saved one so yeah props to the bad moon loons we won the first game so we were one nil up but um yeah yeah we unfortunately we, were, we weren't able to, to 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 get to get an extra win um and they well, went through I, i'm just gonna say one of the main problems you're playing a super series team that owen like they're gonna they're gonna know what they're doing like let's be honest uh <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking uh yeah that sounds rough so they basically just took out all your characters turn one couldn't deploy and then you can't it's it's a terrible mission at the end of the day terrible yeah it it, it was awful but i could have played better i mean i had two catapults and i i thought that i'd got the balance correct uh but but um yeah uh unfortunately not so congrats to to those guys that's Matt Grace, Matt Goldsborough, and uh, Daniil with the Bad Moon Loons. They're facing off against the Angry Alpacas. I did see the last game in that. So the Alpacas, the Russian team, their Legion of Grief list won out on Places of Arcane Power against um, uh, uh, an Ogres list. Um, so, yeah, bringing back 40 Blade guys uh, for 2 CP and killing everything was, uh, was, was really good, it seemed. It was <laughs> mental. So mental. And then making them fight twice with a necromancer. Grief. I like how I like how the ability to bring entire units back has somehow fallen out of like people are like, is that still good? It's like still good, still really good. Uh, <laughs> just gonna just gonna put that out there. People are like probably not. I probably won't play that. I'm like okay, it's still really um, good though. Uh, so Seraphonies so, smashed yeah. it up. They did indeed. Uh, they were they were through quite quickly. That's an American team. Uh, they beat out against Team SYM. So that's Steve Follows uh, and Lewis and Scrubby Dave's team. Um, so yeah, they and, and they've now been drawn into Team Bin. So the the sort of rematch: Bin versus 
fiction in the finals. Um, we 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 let down Luke and and the boys, unfortunately, so we, we don't get that rematch. But yeah, Team Bin, uh, they're they're playing against the Seraphonies now in their semi. So if I was to make a prediction, I'm gonna go. Sorry to Matt and the Bad Moon Loons, but I think it's going to be Bin versus the Alpacas, which okay. is effectively elements of the England ETC team uh, mixed versus in. The Russian ETC versus, team. Yeah. yeah, so um, big, big energy there. So, um, yeah, that's really uh, hotting up. Um, and then the World's AOS teams. Uh, I think we've got round one kicking off soon. Um, I think I, I saw a thing come up in the corner of my screen earlier, Rob. And it said, World's AOS Teams Round 1 versus Alan Joins. So I think I might be playing versus the lovely Alan, who's a player of note. Um, Did you listen to our discussion about the, the team comp the other day? Uh, it's okay. Possibly. Yeah, no. Just just interesting, like, like how you feel about the meta. And it's like, what I was just going to get your quick thoughts on the fact that, like, the meta is very specific, right? Mm. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Oh, God. No, I did see the show that you did with Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, I think, yeah, I'll be interested to see who wins out there because there's lots of the same stuff, right? So it, it does come down to player skill at the end and, and, and getting the pairing is right. I think when you have a meta like that, it makes the pairing super, super important. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, so that's, okay, that's, so that's, what's that's, on. that's the ongoing. So butchers, we'll see how that ends up. Teams kicking off, and we've got some upcoming events. We do, we do. So this weekend, is it this weekend? What date is it today? It's no, 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 no. Th- two weekends. No, so, so we've got two weekends time. Uh, it's like all the tournament organizers knew that it was like the the, the honest war gamer weekend this weekend. So you know they're like you know wanted to keep it free. No clashes. You. Appreciate you very much. Uh, so yeah, we've got the uh, <laughs> we've got a Russian tournament, twenty uh, seventh, twenty eighth. We mentioned it last week in Yekaterinburg. So seventy two players, um, and then yeah, twenty seventh of March, uh, Grand Hammer, which is a new TTS one day. Uh, Sign ups are open, and there's they've got sixty two players for a one day. Rob, whoa, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty um, impressive. Yeah, I've also, there's a note there saying somebody's asking for the lists for the Butchers tournament. I'm going to put that in there. I'll put that in there for you now. Give me a second. Um, And then I've got something coming up, haven't I, Rob? You have. Hammer Time 8. The announcement is out. Uh, So 128 players is what we're aiming for. Uh, like it's going to be super fun. We obviously are going to do the live coverage. So if you've ever wanted me to sassily talk over the top of your game, this is the opportunity. Uh, that is, if there is ever a reason to buy in, that's the one I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the 17th and 18th of April. Uh, so uh, the link is in the chat. We'll put the link um, in the show notes as well, but you should sign up. Uh, and how many have you got so far, Owen? So far, we've got 60 people. Um, I'm going to put a link in the chat now. Uh, yeah, so far we've got 60 people, um, all sorts of players popping up. It's nice. I, I, when I see the names coming in, it's like, ah, oh, you've never been. So I've got uh, Pete Pratt and some of the Irish lads are playing. Collie Cochran's playing again and uh, and Shane. So, yeah, it's been nice to see some some old faces and some some new players coming uh, come to the tournament. So it's also the first ever two-day, Rob. I, don't, I haven't done a two-day before. Um so yeah, yeah we're you gonna... did. You did well. You did. You did want two one dayers back to back. That counts. Uh, yeah. Okay, that counts. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Tell you okay. what, I'm going to start doing some push-ups now. Get ready for it. That two-day energy is uh, 
Oof. I don't know if any yeah, of the Auss- Aussies are in the chat from the weekend and how you're feeling today. I mean, you're always elated the day after a tournament, but then you're like, God, I'm tired. Like, in the bones, <laughs> tired. So that two-day energy is something we're all going to have to get back. What's making me laugh is a lot mm. of the English events have started to sell tickets, and people are like, I'm doing three weekends in a row. And I was like, I can't wait to see how knackered you are after the first one. Yeah? By the third one, they were like, Oh, God. I am tired. <laughs> Somebody get me a chair. Get me a chair now. <laughs> we're all going to have to build that energy back up, gents. Uh, and ladies, of course. Uh, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, amazing i'm really looking forward to that so that's in april so that's in about a month's time uh so if you guys want to sign up that's about right yeah about a month's time so uh owen in the cts mm-hmm. tournament says gorka morka in this pandemic era become the stuff of wargaming legend in my opinion and i would agree owen oh, you do a great service to the community i would say um and it's really useful i mean imagine if we'd gone into the results from this australian weekend yeah and those were the results we'd had for like a year basically we'd be like oh, fucking hell like mm. what? Like, this is impressive, uh, but thankfully we haven't had to use just that for for our for our analysis. So thanks very much, you guys. Ah. You're you're great. This is my clap. Uh, so thanks, Owen. You got any shout-outs before we head out today? Uh, uh no, no, I don't think so. I think we're good. Uh, I'm not sure really. I'll just shout out everybody. I don't have any one particular person I think's great. I think you're all great and continue to be great. Um, and yeah, don't be hard on yourself. Life's a bit crap at the moment. So if you want to go and buy some toys because it makes you happy, then fucking do it. Okay. That's my yeah. shout out. All right. Go I buy agree. some models. Have fun. My my advice would be to air guitar. Like, just okay. or, or put on some disco tunes. So uh, you guys don't know this. I want this. I'm going to let you in a little behind the scenes now. So whenever Owen calls me Monday, yeah, which is always such a joy. He's always got some disco tunes on in the background when we like start the Skype call. Gets me right in the mood. Gets me right in the mood. So can I just say 11 out of 10. Also, shout out to Periscope, the premier of Jackson View platform. Yes, Matt. appreciate that. It's because when I'm out and about on the move, you know, you need to, I need to, you need to know that I'm still in love with you guys and still watching. That's, that's it. If anyone wants to come over and join the Periscope posse when you're out and about... <laughs> That's what we are, man. When you're out and about, you know, you're doing your thing. You've got to earn a little bit of money. You're here, there and everywhere. And, oh, shit, it's 12 o'clock. I'm not at home for uh, for the show. Then you just, you know, don't worry about your computer. Just get that little phone out of your pocket. Get on Twits. Become part of the Periscope posse. <laughs> just do so, a few random messages to Rob in capitals to see if he notices. Uh, and he will. He will notice. He will notice. Yeah, there's... A... <laughs> <laughs> agreed listen uh thanks to everyone who um played games at the weekend to gave us to give us something really fun to talk about congratulations to everyone you've obviously done a smasher uh so congratulations to anyone win or lose uh, in that setup thanks to everyone watching live you guys are great don't forget to join us tonight me nathan dan and james talking ogre more tribes that's right that'll be the next podcast hydro homies i've been thinking recently i don't giving you enough of a shout out so i hope you guys are doing super well like just <laughs> Right now, just in your ears, I want you to know I love you. Yeah? And like, just go look in a mirror and just tell yourself you're great because you are great. Um, and that's it. That's it for today. Patreon, guys, obviously. Thank you for actually subscribing and making it so I could live. <laughs> I, I love you so much. I don't really talk about you too much in case I upset any of you. I'm like, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, you guys are great. Uh, join us later. It's going to be great. Owen, you're a delight. And I should go. Uh, let's let's get out of here. Uh, come on, give me a catchphrase or something. Something we can end on. 
man, you can't put me on the spot like that. How about we just go, we out of here.